0: I hope that you were able to gather for worship with us either on the live stream or in person yesterday. It was a fantastic day for me. Just celebrating baptism together, nominating men to serve the church as deacons together. And then for me to study the passage of Philip the Deacon as God nudged him through the power of the Holy Spirit to go on mission. And then to just envision what could our lives be like as we follow the Lord. And it's the Holy Spirit when he nudges us in our mission. So anyway, well, today I want to pick up in the book of Acts and keep moving forward. I want to encourage you to be reading the book of Acts at home. And I want to start to explore... Uh, some of the things that happened in the life of Paul the Apostle. So I don't want to tell about his conversion on the podcast today, and the reason for that is because I want to talk about that this Sunday with the congregation. So you got to hang in there for a couple of days for that. But let me share with you some of the things that happened in Paul's life you know, after he was converted. So I want to be reading a little bit today in today's podcast from uh, Acts chapter 9. So you remember probably that when you last saw Saul, he was holding the coats of the people who were stoning Stephen. He was okay with the persecution. He thought it was a great idea. And in fact, probably inspired by the execution of Stephen, he led persecution in the city of Jerusalem. Persecution broke out against the believers and the believers were scattering. Everybody except the apostles and the leaders, they were having to flee from Jerusalem, flee for their lives, flee flee for their freedom. And Saul was partially responsible for being the catalyst behind this persecution. Saul is so inspired by the idea of persecution, that he thinks this is the right way to handle the followers of Jesus. And so he actually gets some letters from the high priest in Jerusalem that would authorize him to find in the synagogues Jewish people who put their faith in Messiah in the city of Damascus. He's going to Damascus, a leading city in Syria, and his goal is to persecute the church there. He wants to arrest key leaders, and he's got the authority of the high priest behind him. So, you know, he's on the road and he meets Jesus and and he's blinded by the light. He's told... To go, um, you know, he goes to D- Damascus, and where he is, you know, waiting in a house until a guy named Ananias comes. And when Ananias comes to the house on Straight Street, you know, Saul gets his eyes back and Saul's saved. Well, let me show you what happens next. So, when he's in Damascus, he doesn't waste any time. After his, he's immediately baptized in the name of Jesus, and after being baptized, he eats and he starts preaching. And his first ministry footprint is in the city of Damascus. So here's the deal. Paul was on his way to Damascus to persecute the church. When he gets to Damascus, he becomes a witness for the resurrection of Jesus. So let me just share a little bit about that. And after taking some food, he regained his strength. And Saul spent several days with his disciples in Damascus. And at once he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. I want you to imagine, Paul showed up with letters in his robe for the synagogue from the high priest authorizing the arrest of believers in the synagogues. But instead, he takes the synagogue and begins to preach of the resurrection of Jesus. Can you imagine a more remarkable turnaround in this guy's life? All those who heard him were astonished and asked, isn't this the man who raised havoc in Jerusalem among those who call on his name? And hasn't he come here to take them as prisoners to the chief priests? Yet Saul grew more and more powerful, and he baffled the Jews living in Jerusalem, in, uh, living in Damascus, by proving that Jesus is the Messiah. So he becomes a terrific apologist in the city of Damascus. Like He starts to baffle Jewish thinkers, leaders, and teachers. Like He's going to the synagogues proving that Jesus was the Messiah that we had. This man had so radically changed his mind. And what changed his mind? Well, think of this. He'd been arresting believers on the premise that they were blaspheming, that Jesus was a blasphemer, that Jesus claiming to be raised from the dead, claiming to be one with the Father, was blasphemy. And what changed his mind is that he met Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, met him on the Damascus Road and said, I am Jesus who you're persecuting. So Paul had a face-to-face encounter with a very living head of the church, Jesus Christ suddenly he's convinced that Jesus is the Messiah we've been looking for. And so he takes all that intellect, all the knowledge of the scripture, everything that he had developed all those years as a Pharisee, and now he turns them towards Jesus, and he begins to use the gifts, skills, and talents that God had given him. But now he's using them for the glory of Christ. And literally, in the matter of only a few days, he went from being the church's greatest persecutor to the church's greatest proponent. Now, I want you and I to imagine this resurrected Christ, oh, this powerful sovereign of the universe. Like, what can he do through people like you and I if we begin to submit to the Lord? What about you? Is it time for a major change in your life? Like, have you been so worldly minded that maybe you haven't persecuted the church, but you haven't helped her? And maybe God would use the years you have left. To make a huge impact, take all those gifts, talents, skills, ideas, and turn them around until they serve King Jesus, maybe God would make you a great defender of the faith. Or maybe you're like Ananias, a believer who lived in Damascus, the believer who was afraid of Paul when God said you should go and meet this Saul and pray over him. And can you imagine Being Ananias, this guy who got to baptize Paul the Apostle, and maybe at the time he had no concept of how important that conversion would be for the kingdom of heaven. Oh, but from that point on, Paul the Apostle just became this great advocate for Jesus. To have been Ananias, when the Spirit spoke to us and said, hey, here's a man you need to go and share the gospel with. And so maybe you're like Ananias. Maybe God is calling you this week to go and share the gospel, but you're afraid because... He's asking you to share the gospel with somebody like Paul, somebody who has been antagonistic toward the church, somebody who hates the name of Jesus. But you never know, if God's doing the good work there, how cool would it be to be Ananias, to know that you were the one who shared the gospel with Paul, that you were the one who baptized Paul. You were the one who joined Jesus in his good work. To redeem and transform Paul's life. So church family, as we reflect on these earliest moments of Saul's conversion, I just want to encourage you. Hey, listen, maybe some of you need to be like Paul and give the Lord a 180. Give him the years you have left. And maybe some of us need to be like Ananias. Listen to the Spirit. Step into that person's life and be willing to share, even with the hardest case. When God says go, let's go.